0: So hi Marcus, you cheated. You already said via email or wrote via email that uh, your first computer was C sixty four. Yes, that right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So now <laughs> the question to you is the, how you got the computer and what was your first line or what you did with it the first day. Okay. Yeah. First of all, thank you uh, for having me on your
1: uh, podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure for me. Um yeah I started with the uh, C64 uh, when I was uh, about 15 years old but uh, I started uh, with uh, with gaming only okay. for
0: two years. Which games?
1: Um yeah mostly sports uh, games like um uh yeah uh, summer games and winter games and and so on. Hey it this is where you favorite.
0: have to move the joystick uh, back and forth <laughs> very fast, right?
1: Yeah exactly. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah and of course soccer because i'm a big soccer fan and i played uh, yeah uh, many many hours many days uh, playing soccer and uh, i had the vision to to write a better uh, software ge- um, soccer uh, game oh uh, but uh, i never realized that
0: okay so i thought you are reasonable and uh, you are a soccer fan so this is uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> interesting and yeah. um, so it, uh, you got the C64, and you wanted to write a soccer game with fifteen. So, what was your first line of code?
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, I didn't know that the the program uh, Hello World. So for me, it uh, didn't exist. Uh, so uh, the first line of code was a yeah, it was a basic program I, I typed from from the from the book. So and I tried to, to find out how the how basic language works and. But uh, it was very difficult for me. But uh, then uh, I was very lucky. I had a friend and he he teached me everything I have to know uh, about basic. And uh, some years later, we we, uh, wrote the first assembler programs. And uh, yeah, this was very exciting for me. And from from that moment on, uh, I I never played again. So since today, uh, I'm not a gamer. So I only uh, programmed, uh, tried to write programs. And uh, so Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old so how, to, how old were you
0: with the first uh, program you wrote? Yeah, when I was uh seventy years. Seven, seventeen, okay.
1: Sixteen or seventeen.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. And and why you did it?
1: Um yeah, why? It's a good question. Um I wanted to know how the computer works and how can I write uh games in uh for the for, for my computer. Ah, and I okay. thought mm-hmm. it should be it should be very easy, but it was not easy for me. Yeah. And uh, this was the reason why I tried out some some basic stuff. But we all know basic was <laughs> not fast enough. And then uh,
0: okay,
1: but yeah, your but your
0: friend, friend uh, teached you yeah. uh, assembler. So uh, just for programming. So he was also a, a game developer.
1: No, no, no. Uh, he was only a, a hobby programmer. So mm-hmm. like I was then, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah but uh he was keen on programming all uh, the day until the night um uh, and we spend a lot of weeks in front of our computers mm-hmm. hacking some some code
0: was uh, game or what was it
1: only only functions only trying to figure out how the the machine works how the processor uh, works and uh uh, we we were not able to write uh,
0: games. We were not good enough. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually remarkable. So okay, yeah. and then um, you had the C sixty four. What was your own next? Or have you accomplished something significant on C sixty four? So you, were you able, you know, to to write something? I don't know, usable. Only for me personally. Yeah, what you did it?
1: Well, um, managing some addresses. Um. um and, uh, that, that was that was all I I was um, very keen on uh, yeah graphic stuff and mm-hmm. this was very difficult on um, on the, on the C64. Uh, yeah
0: it's yeah, so- actually a recurring schemes. So I think uh, the Arian times uh, also started with uh, databases on his computer. He was okay. Commodore 500 or something, yeah. and I also I remember did something with databases. So seems like a common scheme, how to start a program.
1: Yeah, and yeah. probably
0: the Larry Ellison from Oracle also started, you know, with uh, database, uh, yeah. which, address book. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> just just an idea. Yeah. Okay. And then the yeah, next. Good. Oh, you sticked with C64, or was it you bought the next machine, or what was the story behind? Yeah, then
1: the next machine was a PC, and this was very boring uh, to program uh, or to to do anything on a PC. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, have you I bought had, the
0: PC by yourself, or your parents did it, or? I bought it by myself.
1: Um, oh. Yeah, because uh, another friend told me, uh, "Don't use an Amiga uh, or uh, an Apple computer because the business is is a." Uh, is all done by a PC world, and so uh, this was the reason why, why I bought a PC and tried to to program on a PC. But uh, yeah, it was a was a little bit dif- more difficult uh, programming uh, sample programs on a PC. In, uh, yeah, instead of uh, C64, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this was the reason why I uh, tried out uh, to program with C, and then I. I used uh, Visual Basic and so on. Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this was, was my history. And uh, the, my, my friend uh, who teach me uh, Basic and Assembler, uh, he learned Java and he told me all the day, uh, Java is the best program language you have now to switch over to Java. And uh, yeah, this was the reason why I tried out Java. Cool. Then, so your friend
0: yeah. is actually, uh, uh, was uh, twice... Uh, Right, yeah. right. The first time PC uh, really is used in the business a lot, and Java is the best programming language. So he was, yeah. you know, a very wise man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he is. He still is. <laughs> yeah? Was it uh, 286 or two uh, or the, the your first PC? You remember that? Um, four eighty six or Pentium. I, like I think Pentium already. It, it was a, it was a Pentium two. Yeah, is, uh, yeah it, so this is remarkable was, so, so you started with C- C64 and then you jumped over yeah, to Pentium Yeah I, yes so what i did um, i started with acetic spectrum is like similar to the C64 oh, okay. but my first pc was 8086 and then I used it a lot. And then the next one was Pentium. Okay. And now I remember it was a Pentium One. It was introduced at CBIT. Bit.
1: It was the first time I was at CBIT. Why you were in... at CBIT? Why? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was very exciting uh, to be um, at the at the at the largest computer trade fair in in the world, and uh, to see all the new things and all the new stuff and uh 20 or 30 years ago, uh, there were all the the, the the important companies that were there and uh, Bill Gates were there with a keynote and so on. Uh, and all the companies introduced
0: their, their new things at CBIT, um, especially at uh, at CBIT. So Yeah, the CBIT is in Hanover. And what was remarkable about the CBIT, there is a highway to the CBIT. What I remember back then was like uh, in the morning... The whole highway, or, or most of the lanes, but one, went uh, direction to sibi So they changed the direction of the highway. Right. And in the yeah. evening, they do the reverse, which is remarkable yep. itself, right? <laughs> yeah. This was a huge... I was also there back then, also in Pentium time. And the reason I was there, we had some... We have to negotiate some contracts with IBM WebSphere or Java Web Server, something with business. So i I'm working as a freelancer for companies. company, so I also spent some time with sibi and um and uh, i also remember it was really uh, it was very impressive yeah.
1: yeah it was a great time it was very exciting and uh, yeah but,
0: but what drove you uh, you were from you you still uh, were you from from bavarian forest back then where you grew up
1: <laughs> not in the bavarian forest but uh, next to the bavarian forest it's uh, it's a town called uh, weiden it's near to nuremberg and, and you grew uh, up Munich. in
0: weiden yeah and then. but, but all your colleagues were like, "This is like a small Silicon Valley. What's the deal with that?" <laughs> so we you know how someone from Biden get the idea to go to Cibit, uh just to 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 meet Bill Gates. So it was like your friends, or was it just you, or what's the story behind?
1: Yeah, I had uh, friends who were uh, some years older than than ah, I was, okay. and they uh, they were also um, programmers, and uh, they wanted nothing to do. But programming all the day, so they cool. told me, "Hey, come on, we, we go to Bit. What what are you doing today? We go to bit and then that was great. Cool. Yeah, it was uh, was was a great time. And uh, there, I had the, the first ideas um, I had on the CBIT when, when I when I was walking through the the exhibition halls. And uh, my dream was to come back to CBIT one time uh, to have my own uh, company, my own booth there and uh, my own products, whatever what uh, it was. But um, this was my, my dream. And you achieved that? Uh, yeah. We uh, we started a company then in uh, 2000. Um, we started with a web design software um, based on a Java applet technology. It's really crazy. Um and uh, two years ago, uh, sorry, uh, two years later, uh, then we we had our first uh, exhibition at uh, Systems in Munich. Yes, and we we sold so many programs there, so many copies that we are able to uh, to go to Cibit uh, six months later, and then we we built up our our own booth there um yeah we improved everything we only uh, yeah we only had the booth and no idea how to 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 set up um um yeah um a CBIT uh, booth there so um everything was was done by ourselves oh okay uh, and it was in the opposite of sun microsystem this was very great um, uh, one
0: question about the software what was the name of the company or of your software back then
1: uh, it's called xdev software Always, yeah, it's it's uh, still existing this company. Yeah, it's but back X- then
0: the the you know the design shop was also the name XDev.
1: Um,
0: no, uh, the design software is called XPage. XPage, because what I remember the systems I was also in the systems back then, yeah. and there was a huge booth with design software, and this was called somehow Cappuccino or something. Do you remember that? It was an applet-based, it was a huge software, they had really nice design, which was like, you know, brownish, and there was a multi-level booth at T-Systems, applet-based cappuccino e-commerce software, what I remember. Um, okay. I remember
1: the, the name, uh, that the product uh exists with this name, but um Okay, I thought no. you
0: you were this, you know. It's like okay. No, uh <laughs> unfortunately no. <laughs> we had a, a our booth were, was a little bit smaller. So, so wait wait a second. So now what I understand yeah. is you started with C sixty four, then you uh the next was Penty one, you started to hack some assembler on C and then your colleague said we have to go to C bit. You were inspired yeah. by the CBIT, went back, and then you started hacking immediately with something? Or what was the you know, the, the road to your first booth at Systems? Uh, we,
1: we developed this uh, web design software. This was our first idea we had. Because, right after uh, the CBIT? No, it was uh, before the CBIT. It was ah, about okay. Two about two years before, and this was the reason why we founded the company, uh, because uh, our web design web designing was always uh, a pain in the ass when we, you have to optimize your websites uh, for the Netscape uh, and yeah. for the internet explorer and so on. Um, and then um, we had the idea um, if we would uh, yeah, create uh, websites based on the Java applet, then you uh, you only have to develop your website once and it runs in all browsers. So, uh, 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 platform-independent web design. This was the idea. And uh, in in 2000, uh, we we had the the Java plugin, uh, even in the Internet Explorer. Mm -hmm. And so um, this was the idea, yeah, Mm -hmm. building a web design software where you can uh, create websites running in every browser independently. So
0: okay. Uh, so yeah. so so with your PC, with the Pencil one, you wrote the first line of Java, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And then and then so and then what happened? I mean, you you became better and better. So you started with applets or with the backend software or I'm just interested. You know how 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 you got into your first company?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I I wasn't the programmer of this program. Uh, my my friends uh, were very better than i was yeah. and I, I i had the idea and uh um yeah i i founded the company and um i was then there was the salesman the sales guy ah. responsible for for our business and um yeah so i hadn't the time enough to uh to write to to join to do programming uh to write uh, this um this first product Okay. So this, this was why I concentrated on on business and so you were the uh,
0: Steve Jobs. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> I tried to to become one. Okay. Small one yeah, okay. So small so, small jobs. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So and I was lucky um, I was, uh, luck, uh, I, was uh, I was very uh lucky to have a job so <laughs> Okay.
0: Steve Jobs with a job. Yeah. Very good. Uh Yeah. Um and then did sibit came and was it also successful your exhibition of your software yeah it was
1: uh, it was for us was very successful because uh, we were able to finance um, all with uh, selling our product so we, yeah. we didn't need uh, venture capital and was uh um, anyhow it was very uh, difficult in the in the year 2000 and 2001 um, after the stock market crashed uh, to get venture capital for um, for a software so yeah. it was not possible, so we we had to finance uh, everything completely from uh, the cash flow, and I was responsible for uh, yeah uh, making that money, uh, which is necessary to pay all uh, the guys who are pro- programming. And uh, it was very hard time because um, German companies uh, with software products uh, for the internet. They were not uh, they had not the standing uh than than today mm-hmm. um, so um every cool stuff has to come from the Silicon Valley yeah and so we we, we competed against Microsoft with the front page and Macromedia with the Dreamweaver and mm-hmm. uh and so on and Adobe with go live this was very difficult um, then we had the idea um we um yeah, we, we, write some, um, additional, uh, toolings that you, that you are able, uh, to build up, uh, online shops and okay. um, some database, uh, applications on top of your website. Mm-hmm. And so the the idea came up to, um, to write a, a, a kind of like a 4GL, uh, Java development environment, uh, similar to Visual Basic uh, or similar to, to Fox Pro and, and so on. But it's incredible. I mean, this is, was like a lot of work, right? Yeah, uh, it is, definitely. And, uh, yeah, because we had to write our own uh, code editor with all the, the functions that is needed, um, syntax highlighting and... Uh, code completion and... Uh, what is the
0: name? What was the name of your software? It was... Uh, the name was xdev. This is remarkable Sorry. because uh, until recently I never heard about Xdev before. So it's like we met, I would say, the first time one year ago or something. And it's like a parallel universe. This is why I'm asking you so many questions because, uh, yeah. yeah, this is like uh, you did something remarkable I never heard about that. That's, uh, that's normal
1: because... Um, the, uh, it was a um, a Visual Java development environment, and mm-hmm. it's when uh, when you, when you try it out, then it's uh, it's very similar to Visual Basic. Uh, a lot of uh, people uh, they told us, ah, you had a, a very good copy of Visual Basic, and but uh, and and this is uh, not this was not accepted uh, in the Java world because okay. the Java developers they don't like to drag and drop uh, their user interface; they want to write. Their own code, and they want to write uh, testable code, and so on. And uh, the first uh, GUI builders on the market, they they created um, not very good uh, code, and it was uh, not accepted by professional uh, Java developers. And and this is the reason why, why it was so so difficult uh, to go in the market and grow in the market. and uh, still today, um, for GL developers, love X because uh, it's very easy uh, to, to build up um, software uh, based on Java.
0: Because so, mm-hmm. so the X uh, is uh, you can still buy it, so it's still on mark on the market. Um, you can,
1: yeah, uh, you can uh, buy it. You can still buy it, uh, but this is not uh, the. The main product um, anymore because the, the X uh, development environment bases on Java Swing, and it uh, the, what you develop is a Java Swing application, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, Swing um, is kind of like deprecated and. Uh, yeah. If you, if you want to write new programs, on, you, you wouldn't choose Swing for your user interface. And this is the reason why we uh, had to migrate all the stuff um, to a different uh, technology. And we, we, we thought about uh, JavaFX, but uh, it wasn't clear how Oracle will continue the uh, JavaFX development. And then we decided uh, we, we migrate uh, all the stuff to Vardin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to Eclipse because um, we had uh, always a problem um, that um, the 4GL developers they loved XDEF, but uh, the the Java developers in, in in these teams they mostly used uh, Eclipse, and uh, so it was not accepted by them uh, to use a different development environment. So our uh, idea what do you use
0: okay, before? You had your own. Uh, completely your own IDE before that, or was uh, it based on NetBeans or IntelliJ? This was our
1: own uh, oh, nice. development environment. Okay. Completely, uh based basis completely on our own platform. Oh, this is crazy! So you built yeah. the whole IDE from scratch. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow. This was uh, a job. Uh, we uh, it was maybe five or six years' work, mm-hmm. and uh, then we. we we talked about we talked with some microsystems. They were interested in including it into Star Office uh, mm-hmm. because they, they they searched something like um, Microsoft Access mm-hmm. for uh, for Star Office. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, um, it uh, was not possible to integrate it because then Oracle bought Sun, and yeah, uh, you yeah, know the story. Yeah, then we migrated all the stuff to Eclipse and we de- developed um, a Warin user interface yeah. builder. And, but, uh, uh,
0: what I'm interested in right now, so you, you had already built your own IDE with your own ideas and then you migrated to Eclipse. So I think y- you were not very satisfied by Eclipse the first time, right? <laughs> 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 Just uh, gently asking, <laughs> you know.
1: No, um, it it was uh, the problem was uh, we had um, a lot of swing experts in, ah, okay. in our team, and then uh, everything was SWT with Eclipse. Yeah, and this was a hard time. Uh, but this was not the problem. Uh, the 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 GUI builder was finished about six or eight months later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that when was it? Two thousand well. and what? This was uh, two thousand and th-
0: guess two thousand thirteen. Okay, so five Martin? years ago, so six years ago, so not, five, uh, six, yeah. five, six years ago. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we are talking now about your current product, right? So this, this is not. A, no, no. This was
1: a, a this. The current product is ChatStream. It's called ChatStream, and uh, it's a. It's a database engine, or yeah. it's more but like a but is, yeah. technology. But the, but ex, but the ex- still
0: is on the market, so we are talking about this uh, no redesigning of the xdev to the current, let's say, architecture. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: yes, and then uh, the, the biggest problem we had was the database stuff. And uh, this uh, was the root of our idea. So um, database development in Java was, for us, extremely complicated and also for our uh, for our users uh, because um we had all this uh, jpa stuff and uh, all these jpa tools in eclipse and uh in in our perspective it was horrible to work with it or is it is it is still until today horrible to work with it because um, our users were able to create beautiful user interfaces in ours Mm-hmm. And then, to connect it to a database, it was not possible for them and this is the reason why uh, uh not much of four g l developers are able to switch over from their old uh legacy technology to Java because it's too it's really too complicated to to create uh, database stuff and uh, but they they uh, want to do development de- uh, database development all the time mm-hmm. so um why is it too complicated uh we had the problem um if you connect to a database and you want, want to import your um uh, database metadata then you get a lot of uh errors because java only have some uh some some types mm-hmm. some data types but the databases have twenty or thirty data types and uh the importer um, does not know um, how to map the data
0: types. So you get the uh, error. Which import? I mean, import from the yeah. legacy database to the new database or the yeah. import from UI to database or what do you mean by...
1: I mean, I mean, uh, the importer uh, from uh, the, the JBoss uh, Hibernate tools. Okay. For example, um, when you want to connect your Java program to a, let's say, MySQL database or to a Postgre- so then you can use this importer, and it's very cool, because it uh, imports the metadata from your tables and creates all the the Java classes you need.
0: Ah, on the you mean a code generator? Like, for instance, yeah. you can, it generates from the database the pojos? Right, Okay, exactly. Yeah. And the problem you have, you say that the database is richer than Java. So in database, we have 30 types, and in Java, we yeah. just have, let's say, five. Yes. Okay.
1: And this was a a
0: huge problem for our users because they didn't know what to do now. One so, question. Why yes. the users had the database first? You know, usually if you start developing, you start with the UI and then the database comes. In your case, it seems like the database was there. Yeah, because our target groups uh, were the 4GL developers
1: and uh, they all uh, have existing uh, ah. legacy applications. Okay. Uh, mostly, they have uh, big applications with uh, five hundred or three, up to the, uh, three thousand um, uh, forms and so on. And, uh, and Fuse and uh, this target group wants to migrate to Java immediately, but they are not able. So they are looking for um, visual tools working similar to 4 uh, GL, and uh, we were able to to give them uh, a tool works like 4gl based on java where they can create easily user interfaces but as as soon as they want to connect to a table yeah then the the horror begins
0: yeah this this is what this i understand right now so uh your Mm -hmm. the the killer use case was there are existing databases in our larger companies that they cannot be changed and the users without lots of let's say programming skills have to create user interfaces, and now how to connect both. And there were like code generators which were able to generate JPA code, but the problem was it was hard to connect the JPA entities with your user interface, right? Yeah, right. Perfect. Exactly, yes. And uh, this is, uh, for Java
1: developers, this is normal. So uh, Stack Overflow, you can find uh, a lot of uh, conversations about this uh, Date typing errors yeah. and this is normal. Yeah. And we, we told our community: if you want to switch over to Java, this is normal. <laughs> and but uh, this uh, this is a, a good um, answer for a, for a developer, but not for a for a businessman. <laughs> so uh, we we were not. It was not accepted by uh, by this target group. And
0: uh, yeah. before you be- proceed, Marcus, are you a businessman or you understand Java code?
1: I understand Java code, but
0: uh, today I'm um, I'm the sales guy and I'm a businessman. Ha, ah, I didn't know this. Uh, a question to you <laughs> then: um, Do you regret the decision? So, uh, was it more fun to hack Java or Assembly or Basic, or is it more fun to be a businessman? It's both. For me, it's both. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it makes a, a lot of fun to to come to code um, holiday and, and nights and so on. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also exciting um, to,
0: to earn some money. To, <laughs>
1: yeah, earn, I have to earn
0: money. This was yeah. always a problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but, but money aside, let's say you would get, you know, for our coding, incredible amount of money and you would get the same amount of uh, uh, money by talking to your clients. Now, what do you would choose? This is difficult. Um, <laughs> you see, I,
1: <laughs> both today uh, it's the same answer. Um, I would do. I would like to do both because uh, it's similar to that. What you do uh, personally, yeah? um, you yeah. are a, a great coder, and you. I think you love it to to speak at the conferences and uh, talk about uh, the things you. Uh, your code and uh, yeah, your experience, yeah. and so because on. I can
0: verify my own ideas. You know, sometimes yeah. I think I'm just crazy, but if I go to conference and talk about that, and the attendees love it, and then I get uh, also positive yeah. feedbacks, so okay, then I'm on the right path. And then this is why uh, you know validation technique. Otherwise, I would spend time hacking, you know, in in my basement, and yeah. I had no idea whether I'm just crazy or uh, you know this is like. Why, why I'm doing this. But this was an interesting conversation. I always, if I have the chance, ask the question you know, by managers or uh, prior coders to find out what I like. But it seems like your case was the right decision because I met you at Java 1 and you still enjoyed you know, the environment. So um, yep. you really enjoyed it. Okay, so now back to tech. Yes. You wanted to solve the, how it's called, uh, database impedance Mismatch, I think this is the the, the word for it. So it means your nice user interface doesn't connect well with the backend. And you started to develop your own database, which is an unusual approach to the problem. And why you started with the development?
1: Um, It was uh, about... Uh, six years ago, uh, we, oh, had this, uh-huh. yeah, we had this. Yeah, we had these these problems with the JPA uh, stuff in in our development environment, and uh, but we also had problems in uh, in real life um, projects where we um, had the the teams with 4 uh, GL developers, with Java professionals, and database developers, and uh, in all these projects, we were not able to. Yeah, to include um, the database professionals, the database programmers, the SQL uh, professionals into the the Java stuff, mm-hmm. they were not able, and uh, so they were all disappointed. So we we thought about what can we do, and we had a um, a very um, huge project, and it was uh, very necessary for us to solve this this problem. And we, we always thought about how can we make uh, database development much easier than today. And we had a prototype. And, Questions uh, about the prototype. Yeah.
0: If, if someone writes a prototype like this of a database, how you started? You started to write, to, 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 you know, to abstract the file system, or you started with keeping the objects in memory? Have you started with the API or, or you know... How how you started with the database or your programmers or whoever, i I would yeah. say no. This is a really interesting problem. So you have now yeah. the impedance mismatch between user interface and database, and then you say okay, now let's build the database. Now know what? Yeah. What you did? You, you I, I guess you started with the user interface uh, <laughs> interface. I guess no. The interface between your POJOS and the database. I think right. This was the first line of code. I guess, or.
1: Um these are two different things um, for the, the, the Eclipse tooling um, by the way it's called Rapid Clips and it's free Rapid uh, Clips okay yes um, it's Rapid Eclipse it's come from
0: Rapid Eclipse mm-hmm. um, and we improved the, the J-Boss Hibernate tools um, uh, sorry that, but the Rapid Clips is not is not x it's uh, developed
1: uh, it's developed by x ah, and ah is uh, a company
0: it, and Rapid is yeah. the product okay
1: yeah, but it's open source. Uh, the entire framework is open source. So this is the reason why I uh, the push and distributes um, uh, codes to it uh, since today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, most code is written by XDEF mm-hmm. and it's uh, pushed by XDef.
0: Yeah, uh, But the clients improve... can buy support by you, right? Or what's the business this, model?
1: This is right, yes. They the buy support or xdev uh helps
0: making projects um or or build extensions or something like this right there yeah
1: extensions it. and uh customizing and uh doing the the complicated stuff or sometimes uh the customers say oh we we cannot do the development for ourselves uh, we want to outsource it and so xdev is uh, the service company uh who provides uh implementation and and so on Mm-hmm. Everything is necessary, and so we improved first step. Was we improved the JBoss Hibernate tools, and today with Rapid Clips, uh, you can import your uh, database table from all supported uh, databases, and there are no more data type errors. So uh, it's automatically mapped to a useful uh, data type. So, this was the first step. Now, Eclipse developer are able to connect to their uh, databases and um, yeah, they, they get no errors. All the annotations behind the scenes are um, created automatically.
0: Are you, uh, are JPA annotations or your annotations? No, no, it's JPA annotations. Uh, ah, so, 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 so what you did, you created a JPA provider, right? Or because if you are importing stuff from data or, or you... Wait a second. Have you provided a JPA engine which persists the POJOs to the database? No. no, this was not what we did. Uh, we only optimized uh, the Hibernate importer. Ah, perfect. So you have yeah. like a wizard which uh, generates the POJOs from database with the annotations and the types. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Right. Okay. Yeah. This was the first step. And... Uh,
1: the second uh, problem we, we had was uh, in our projects, as I as I told, um, that we are not we were not able to uh, to integrate the SQL professionals into the Java teams because the 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 JPA development was too complicated. Because um, the next problem they had was how to write um, queries in Java. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the next problem then. So we teach them. Um, the APIs which are used in Java, for example uh, JPQL Mm -hmm. and uh, the JPA criteria API and so on. And then uh, we had the problem that uh, um, SQL professionals want to write pure SQL code. But it's not um, database independent and you have always the the SQL strings in your Java code. It's not type safe. You cannot test it. It's always uh, you have always a lot of uh, problems with, with uh, writing uh, simple queries. And uh, it was not accepted by our target group. Okay. It was always the same problem. And then we we, uh, we developed a JPSQL, which is um, an SQL dialect based um, on X-text. Ah, okay. X is another
0: so, German project. Uh, this is like from the MDA tool called... I forgot this. Uh you know what's the name of XText? It was it was a very famous Eclipse based code generator, right? Yeah. And this was German company who did it and uh, It, it, it uh. is. is exactly. This was in Hamburg yeah. and and uh the um, and the code generator had another name before. Xtext is the language. You know how it is called? It was like uh, MoF, right? From Eclipse, they uh, they were imp- uh, they build the meta model in Eclipse, and they were able to generate uh, with XText, with the template language. Okay, so interesting. Guess,
1: yes, yeah, uh, yes, and with uh, this JPA SQL, now um, our users are able to write plain SQL, and uh, behind the scenes, the generator, the code generator, generates uh, code based on JPA Criteria API. Mm-hmm. Um, so now. It is very simple for SQL developers, um, yeah, to write queries. Um, but then we had the next problem. Um, for many uh, use cases, uh, the relational databases were not fast enough, and uh, was still complicated to um, to, to deal with um,
0: with Hibernate. Um, so, Especially. Uh, Sorry, so what you did, you created your own Eclipse dialect, which understood JPSQL, which was parsed by the tooling and was extent yep. and Xtext, this generated the JPAQL query, so you had like a translation layer. And because yes. of the uh, Eclipse uh, capability of understanding DSL, you, the, your users even got, I, ho- I guess, code completion, so your tool could connect to a metamodel or a database and they know exactly what comes next, Right. Yes, yes. Yeah, very good. Perfect. So now I got the idea. So what you had then is, uh, this is actually interesting. So let's say from the semi-proprietary JPQL, you got behind the scenes a standard JPAQL. Yes. Very good.
1: Interesting. And it's also open source. So you can, uh, users can use it without uh, RapidClips. How to find it?
0: What's the name? JPA SQL. JPA SQL. Perfect. Okay, so what you did then? So we have we have now JPA, and we could run EclipseLink or Hibernate to fetch the data, right? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Right,
1: yeah, and then we had the next problem because uh, the entire Hibernate programming was too complicated for our target group. So um, always uh, dealing with uh, objects which are attached or detached, and uh, the Hibernate. Uh, sessions uh, and transactions and so on is it was very complicated for them and we also thought why is this why has it to be so complicated Um, and I I have to do things I I won't do in Java um, especially um, creating um, data models which are um, optimized for the database flat data models and um, I have to adapt all my entity classes to a special framework. I have dependencies and I know you hate dependencies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, and we, we, we ask ourselves the only thing we want to do is storing data. We, we can do everything in Java we, we want. We, we, we can write the fastest um, applications on the planet. Everything we need is Java and only for storing data everything gets extremely complicated and uh, we we thought about a function, a storing, a simple data storing function for Java. This was our idea Mm -hmm. and then we thought about of course um, serialization. Uh, Serialization actually is such a storing function for uh, Java objects which is very easy to use it's it's very easy for uh, every Java, for any Java developer to use it Um, but the big problem with serialization is it's uh, totally unsecure Mm -hmm. and uh, you only can store uh, the entire object, you can load only the entire object, you you cannot make any updates or something like that, so you you only can use it like like a Stupid blob store, mm-hmm. or so, and this is not the same as as a database, uh, yeah, yeah, management system. Um, so, the idea was we, we need a serialization, but we need um, a completely new serialization, and this was actually was we developed, uh-huh. and uh, it for us it was necessary that is uh, completely secure mm-hmm. and that you can store any object with no dependencies mm-hmm. and uh, that you are not have to um, uh, adapt your Java classes to uh, to a data structure um, the
0: idea ha- was ha- have you have you looked at the other uh, solutions like cryo or Fast Realizer or mm-hmm. And and uh, are you comparable somehow with them or? I think um,
1: it's always the same problem. Uh, they are um, they use um, XML or uh, JSON, uh, which is very slow, or the basis on the on the native Java serialization, which is uh, completely um, insecure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what you are so, doing? we we developed a completely new serialization which works completely different um we we, we do not transfer uh, the code together with the data we transfer only the data okay
0: um uh, this is one one point and uh, but it has to work like with bytecode enhancement or reflection right n- no uh
1: this it it does not work with re- uh, reflection because then we have to, to transfer the, the code and the, the code is executed um, automatically uh, and then we had all the same problems with, um, as the, the native Java serialization has, uh, okay. and, uh, which makes it um, unsecure. So, so it works uh,
0: by uh, the next possibility is the bytecode manipulation or you are looking directly to JVM, Java agents.
1: Yes, uh, that this is what what, what we do. Okay. Um, yeah, we go more into deep. So uh, then, with this serialization, now we are able um, to, yeah, to, to write um, to build communications between uh, clients and the server. Okay. And uh, yeah, it works pretty well. And then we hit the idea: now we can store the objects so mm-hmm. we can we can transfer um, only the diffs between uh, in object, so um, not the entire object, only um, maybe some references or so
0: yeah, and this is the hardest problem. so if you have <laughs> yeah. like hibernate or Eclipse link uh the the you know, the diff calculation, what actually happened is the hardest problem and yes, I also was involved in such projects, and even harder is to recognize whether something was deleted right <laughs> because yeah. if you delete a link or object. Uh, you have still keep track somewhere that there was an object which was deleted. You cannot just delete it because the database will never notice that you deleted an object, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, and with this
1: serialization, it's, it's uh, possible to transfer the divs and uh, this works pretty well. And then we had the idea... Is it open now, source? Uh, it is not open source um, because the, the company is founded... Uh, will be founded uh, in February. Oh, and then yes, uh, we get some venture capital now. Cool. And then we decide finally the business model. And uh, okay, um, it's not clear if we can uh, open source it. But uh, what is for sure, we can provide a, a free uh, free versions of both technology for serialization and for the storage technology also.
0: And what is the name of the serializer? You have a funky name.
1: Um,
0: Not yet. It's
1: it's a project name. It's called. It's boring. It's called JetStream Serializer. Okay.
0: (laughs) JS JetStream Serializer. Okay. And and then you have the second part is the database, right?
1: The second part is uh, then it it was possible to uh, uh, to send to serialize objects and send it uh, to a to a client and, and the, the next step was now to store datas in a in a file in a in a simple uh,
0: file storage so you are and- assuming that your uh, the serializer is on the client because it's in in inside eclipse or is it uh, is it a uh, GWt based client or vardin based client right no 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 uh, no this is uh it's only an API. It's only
1: a Java API um, where you can use in in any Java um, uh, in any Java program. Uh, you can download it via Maven. So uh, this is not uh, this has no user interface. Okay. And no dependencies uh, to to Eclipse. Actually, so it has. It then has I no would th-
0: get a server. Let's say I'm from the Java e world, so I would get a Java e server. Load your library. Expose your library via REST, so the, your client is my server, and my server will use your database, and I will store POJOs. Your your serializer will compute the diffs and send it to your database, and your database yeah will store the diffs, right?
1: Mm, yes, but uh, it works different. Uh, it uh, it stores data not in in our database. We we have no database actually. We have okay. only it's it's only um, an engine. It's only a Java API and an engine uh, you include in your uh, Java application. It runs uh, in the same Java process as your application. Um, yeah, and and then th- this uh, this engine stores your object graph to any file storage you you oh. choose. So. And you can load it from this file storage, the graph, and the or the diffs. Only the diffs lazy back to the to the memory.
0: And this, and, is, and this file storage is uh, binary. Yes. Okay. And no, sorry, it's not binary.
1: It's uh, it's human readable. Oh. Um, so, yeah, and uh, you you can you can choose um, how many files you want to use, how how big the files are. So there are many configurations.
0: So it's similar uh, to H two, right? Sorry. Similar to H two database. The uh, Um. hypersonic, so it. uh, I mean, it also stores in readable SQL statements the files. I mean, this is older, but the concept is similar. It is a memory and dumps these files to a SQLite readable uh, storage.
1: I don't. I don't know exactly how H two works under the hood. Um, but what we did is really completely different to all databases uh, which are on the market because what what they do is always the same they transfer um, the java object graph mm-hmm. uh, to a different uh, to a different structure and this is what we didn't want to do this is the the main difference because all database systems on the market uh, they have their own data structure and this is in our perspective, this is the root of the problem. Because in Java we, we do everything with objects.
0: Really everything. So you don't and have the impedance mismatch. So so what right. you're saying that yeah. you in your database uh, you have one-to-one relation between Java object and your internal structure. So there is yes. no translation.
1: Exactly. There's no translation and we have no mapping and we have uh, we have no um, uh, Java developers do not have to adapt their classes to to, a, to our data structure because uh, our data structure is exactly the same what uh, the JVM does. Okay, stores the Java object
0: graph. So it's Java so, native database.
1: It's <laughs> yeah yeah. We thought about this this name. Yes, it's it's really a native Java storage engine. Yeah, uh, for for storing native Java object graphs and loading Java object graphs, and this is actually. The only thing was this engine does. Uh, it's storing and loading the object graph and uh, the other stuff uh, is done by the JVM. It's done by, by Java business logic. So we, we we don't send a query to our database. No, we, we only load and store um, object graphs or parts, uh, single parts of the object graph and then all the other stuff, uh, queries and so on. Everything is done in pure Java on uh, on the Java side. So Java 8 streams, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and everything is uh, is done in memory. This is uh, this is the second advantage. It's uh, it's uh, extremely fast because everything is done by the JVM. Yeah. And, and a question our, so yes. about
0: your human-readable file. So there is one, one-to-one relation probably between a Java object and a file? Yes. yes. Ah, okay. Cool.
1: And we store it. Uh, all the data are, are added to the file. So it's always transaction safe. Ah,
0: this is append only. So you have no contention yeah. because… Uh, yes. Oh,
1: okay. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when we… what, what Actually, was, what is stored is um, the object IDS. Are stored. So we, we read the, the object IDs. We get it from the JVM and we store the IDs. So when we when we load the data from from the file from from files back to the to the memory, then uh, first of all all the the IDs are uh, loaded. So you have the entire database uh, index mm-hmm. in the memory. And then mm-hmm. when you access to to single uh, references, then the engine loads the data. Dynamically from the file, mm-hmm. and uh, if you have a, a memory enough, then you can load. Uh,
0: you can load uh, the entire database in uh, into the RAM. What or I think you... this is the future, because the RAM gets cheaper and cheaper, and uh, yes. yeah, and the storage gets faster and faster. Yeah. Where I think in future will we should actually have everything in memory. Yes, right, and uh, then we have solved all problems. Then uh, with JetStream,
1: you can now. Develop a pure uh, Java uh, database application, which is in the memory. So we, we don't have uh, to to use all the the database, database native stuff. We don't we actually don't want to use it. We Java developers don't want to write stored procedures or uh, stored functions and so. On. We don't use that stuff. Uh, so and then we are able to to have all things in memory. then then, then we can. Write our database applications completely pure Java, and yeah. we don't need a database system for for that. We don't have to um, to, to adapt our classes and our data model to to a database structure. So, and then we have a, a, a Java in-memory uh, paradigm, which yeah. allows us to write extremely fast the fastest applications on the planet because everything is done by the jvm when we query a java object graph then uh, it's done in microseconds
0: and uh one if question you... yeah it can be transactional right yes well, it is so if you um so what you can do to integrate it with java e so what what comes back it becomes more and more popular are so-called jca connectors And what you can do with them is, for instance, the Tomy guys are doing lots of that with uh, with JCA and the Payara people are integrating. I know, I think, Tomy or Payara, they integrated even Slack via JCA. So uh, you could actually write a JCA connector. Then the application server will pass to you begin, commit, and rollback. And you will translate it to your own command. So usually almost nothing to do. It will also pass to you the principles and threads, so you know you know how many parallel connections are going on, mm-hmm. and uh, then it's integrated. I mean, then I only would need you know an interface which is injected and say, "Hey, a jet jet stream, here's my object, mm-hmm. keep care of it," and then we are actually done, right? Yes, sounds great. Uh, send you a link. I've wrote a prototype for. Uh, file system integration which is transactional like a uh, five classes so you can steal the code if you like Okay great thank you So uh yeah, yeah this is already online connectors.adambin.com so I will put it to the to the to the show notes so this could be an interesting part and the next thing is uh let's say we are running in somehow cloud like uh architectures then we have a little bit of trouble to st- to store the files right so we will have to save the file somewhere in a persistent somewhere right so this this could be a challenge
1: yeah it is um but uh, we have already solved this problem in in projects
0: uh so by, by uh by using shared file systems or uh, kubernetes uh how it called persist i forgot the name so like in kubernetes you can plug in you know persistent store I think this can, yeah, you have the same problem as all other databases because all other databases also have to to, to, to write files, I mean, at the end of the yes. day. So this is no difference. Yes. So there's yeah. actually yeah. no difference between Postgres and you. Right. Because in yes. Postgres you have one folder and no one talks about the files, but you need to know the data folder. And in your case, we talk about the file, but there is no difference. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yes. cool. So um, what I understood, you have a fresh company next month, Jetstream. And this is your product. This is now your new product. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, this is actually cool. Yes, it is. (laughs) Exciting. And it comes uh, fresh from Bavarian Forest, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly from the Bavarian Forest, but next to the Bavarian Bavarian, Forest. (laughs) Yeah, to the (laughs) listeners, uh, we met and Bavarian Forest is like uh, German Canada, I would say. Yeah. It's a really beautiful area, as widely underestimated, so most of the people know Alps. And they are great, but overrun. I would say, but uh, Bavarian Forest is, uh, I would, uh, my opinion is nicer. So I also teased you know to start a Bavarian Forest Java user group or conference, <laughs> because there are lots of high tech companies. This is why I ask so yeah. many questions. Uh, uh, we met already on the JCon conference, and what yeah. I told you, I know, you know, in Bavarian Forest there's a company who 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 built the largest walking robot of the world. So you have to to do some research on YouTube or. There is a race car company in Bavarian Forest which created a roading race car from the okay. city of Roding, and now um, so and now you. So um, two other interesting parts. I did some research because I didn't knew you uh, exactly, and I found two really interesting things. So the first one is you got contracted by Google. Is it uh, true? uh
1: with the. Contract
0: no, uh, or we, you work for a... Google or whatever. No. So there is a, no, an article in in, in in the magazine or somewhere like you were uh, you Google work with you or whatever.
1: Yes, um, the story is uh, that we we started uh, to migrate our um, Java IDE to to Eclipse, and then we had to decide the uh, UI technology. And then we decided. Uh, to use Wadin for that. And Wadin basis on uh, Google. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, the editor of this article, um, he thought that we are contracted by Google. Ah. But he, 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 he did, not, did not understand that we use a Google technology and we we called the, the project name uh, uh, Google WT um builder so he thought that we um use google technology and we are founded by
0: google and so on ah, okay and- this was a complete mistake okay this is boring yeah. but the next one hopefully <laughs> is uh more interesting and this is uh you were t- to tv host right on giga is it true this is this is true yes it is a this is incredible
1: so yeah so i did a lot of like- things the last past 20 years no, so uh, yeah. I, I,
0: I watched the Giga a little bit back then yeah. and this was like a funky show about gaming and the yes. l- a, a recent computer stuff and, and I didn't knew that there was a dev TV and you were host what you did then and how long you did it
1: I was uh, the editor-in-chief of this project Wow and uh, I did for about um, eight months or so mm-hmm. um, until uh, Giga was uh, paid by uh, was was bought by uh, Premiere and then they uh, finished. Oh. They finished it. They finished
0: it. <laughs> so whatever yeah, you, you did, you know, it was bought by
1: another <laughs> company and killed. Right. I, I'm not responsible <laughs> that, uh, for, for for some microsystems business model and <laughs> okay. Premiere. So th- I have nothing to do with that. And uh, I also have nothing to do why uh, with uh, the stock it marked uh, crashed in the year 2000. Uh-huh. So it was not my fault. Um, but yes, the story is true. And, uh, we had the idea, um, uh, or, or no, it, it, uh, started different. Uh, one guy, uh, I met at CBIT at our uh-huh. booth, I, invited me to come to the, uh, to the Giga TV show to introduce our software, uh, live on TV. Cool. And then I, I was there and we had about, uh, 30,000 downloads in 40 minutes or so. Wow, and my idea was, and I was a businessman, I yeah. thought, I need this traffic all the day, every day, <laughs> all the time. How can I get so many traffic uh all the day so yeah. um we thought about producing our own uh web designer uh show on Giga t v mm-hmm. but this was very difficult it's It's difficult in Germany because uh you don't you cannot create an um, uh, advertising show. It's not allowed here in Germany. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. You have to market as advertising. So we had the idea. Okay, then uh, let's let's start with a um, uh, with a with a TV computer show, and we called it XDev TV. Uh-huh. And uh, then we invited. Um, yeah, have Microsoft and uh, they introduced the, the visual studio. We, we invited developers from eclipse. Um, they introduced um, eclipse and another. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: and was it successful? Um,
1: it was very successful because um, we, we were able to shift our show with uh, on DVD mm-hmm. Uh, on computer magazines like Chip and uh, PC World in Germany, mm-hmm. and it was about uh, one million uh, readers per per month, and so it was mere. Uh, it was more successful uh, to to shift the 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 show on DVD yeah. than. Uh, live on TV.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Speak something it.
0: about live TV, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. So, and yeah. uh, th- this is incredible because how I met you, you approached me two years ago and you asked whether I can speak at a J-Con conference. It's like, yes. J-Con, what the hell is this? And and you are editor of Java Pro magazines, like Java Pro, what's what's that? And I saw Java Pro somewhere already. And uh, I wanted to come, but, um, you are a salesman, but what you did, you put your conference at the same date as a Java One, and I already committed to Java One and no way, yeah. uh, I cannot do this. But next year, and then I came to you, and I have to say, it was really nice experience, and uh, it was a large conference, I would say. There were lots of attendees. How many were, were there? How many attendees you had last year? In,
1: we had about uh, more
0: than 1,000 people in yeah. three days. Yeah, and uh you did yeah. the mistake and gave me a keynote and If someone gives me a keynote, I have actually no idea w- what to do and what I did. I actually I coded the, the whole time and I don't know whether you know this, but um uh, uh, the people didn't expect probably something else because I hacked uh, i don't know what something what came to mind and someone from the audience say, "Hey, what about clouds?" and what I knew is that i have uh, i did uh, in the airplane I worked for my client, so i Behind the scenes, I had a OpenShift private cloud working, so I said, like, "Hey, look, it works." So I switch over to to OpenShift. I hack something and uh, and deploy. and And after the after the keynote, people came to me with yeah. uh with uh to take notes and say, "What was it? Why it was so fast? It was incredible. What you did?" I was like, "I did all the time. It's just, I mean, what I did is I just created a small, you know, war and push it to the. What is war? And they were like people who never saw Java e before." Really uh, Yeah, and they've they wrote notes and they say, this is incredible. I will have to try out where to find the links. I was like, yeah, way to find it. It's a search for, you know, which servers should I choose? Like Whitefly, uh, Open Liberty, Payara, Tommy, all are great. Oh, really? And, and they wrote down everything. So, like, for me, it was you're like, right? you know, I was the, the rock star by showing, you know, Java E. <laughs> this was my plan. <laughs> yeah, this was. And and, and, and still, it's like this was the first time, like, you're showing Java E, and they say, what was it? What alien technology is it? You know, this was a funny experience. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, a... Two of your at, uh, attendees, they had questions, and they follow me until the taxi because they wanted to write down all the links. What I did on, on stage.
1: Yeah, we create rock stars. Yeah, from, with <laughs> Java J-Con. E.
0: with Java E. this is this is interesting. You know, not with you know reactive extensions, Kubernetes, cloud native, rather than you know with technology which are twenty years old. Yeah. Cool. So, um, this year there will be also JCon. And you invited me already, so I will also deliver a keynote or session, whatever you like. It will be cows again. And uh, you expect even more attendees?
1: Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I guess we we will grow uh, again. So um, we expect about uh, 1,500 people for this year.
0: Düsseldorf again.
1: It's in Düsseldorf again. It's uh, again in the, um, in the in the Cinemax. It's uh, again in the multiplex cinema,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a great environment for for the attendees and as well for for the speakers because we have these large uh, cinema screens and uh, where the attendees can can watch coding from the from the last row. Mm-hmm. So uh, even at at Jaw One, often I. I if, yeah, uh, you, you have rooms with uh, with screens which are too small, and you are yeah. uh, in in a in a tenth row, and you cannot uh, watch the coding. You only can can listen to the coding, to the live coding. And this is, uh, in my perspective, it's very is very boring to listen to your coding. I want to watch you
0: yeah, coding. Yeah, but you had uh, lots of uh, uh, live coders, or yes, okay, cool. Yeah. This, is, this is nice.
1: Uh, we want them to to code really to code uh, and not. Showing too much slice. Very
0: good. Yeah. So you are stealing my ideas. Yeah. Very good. I adapted. (laughs) You are a salesman. (laughs) Exactly. Very good. And uh, what do you also do? You have a Java Pro uh, magazine, and this is free, right? Yes. This is the very first uh, physical Java magazine. Physical uh, meets paper. In, it it yeah, looks it's, beautiful. It's print, yes. Yeah, and it's nice, and it's also an interesting business model. This is not a business
1: model. It's uh, it's more a community project. So it works uh, similar to uh, open source, um, yeah, foundation. Um, it's financed by uh, by companies mm-hmm. uh, who support this model mm-hmm. um, who want to contribute and, uh, to the community and uh, we get some money for them to produce it and uh, um, any Java developers can write articles mm-hmm. and can send their articles we have a lot of uh, people from the community, from the, from the German uh, Java community who write articles and are speakers at uh, the conference at the JCon conference and um, we want to give um, all Java developers to developers uh, the possibility to, to write articles uh, and publish there on the Java uh, magazine. It, um, yeah. So this is idea, and this is not really a business model, but uh, we have to finance it. This, it's, that's the reason why uh, we have uh, sponsors, so like Oracle or XDEV or uh, other companies mm-hmm. like Red Hat and, uh, and so on. Mm-hmm and uh, so we we don't need to to sell advertising which is hard uh, and don't have to sell the magazine uh, because in in germany it's uh if you buy a magazine then you have to pay uh yeah 5 until 13 15 euros mm-hmm. so it's it's very it's very expensive to to read one two three or five articles who are interested Interesting for you, so it's it's uh, it's it's more easy to to shift a completely free magazine and finance it with uh, yeah sponsors. So it works really similar like uh, the Eclipse Foundation, for example. Yeah, uh, the Eclipse Foundation. Cool idea. is idea. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and,
0: it and was this was idea. your
1: idea? Um, I had uh, the idea, and we we, we talked it. Uh, we talked to different people from the community and uh, we finalized uh, the idea with uh, with these people from the community yeah. and also uh, Wolfgang Weigen from Oracle was involved. Uh, I asked him and uh, he advised us uh, how to do it and, and so on. It was an okay, cool. interesting process and uh, it's also very successful. We have now about um, 8,500 readers. We produce um, about uh, twelve thousand um, issues, um, and yeah, it's it's really successful. And this is the reason why the the JCon conference is grows. And I think it's a it's a very cool concept for 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 developers um, in the community. Very good.
0: Uh, when was your first Java one? You remember that
1: very first? It's about ten years ago. Okay. I
0: was was it yeah, Sun was, or Oracle? It was done. Okay. So now we met uh, at Oracle Code. It was the first renamed Java 1, right? So we had a short chat. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your impression of Oracle Code? And was it a good move to rename it from Java 1 to Oracle Code? Um,
1: My impression was uh, they didn't change too much uh, I, I didn't see the difference, uh, yeah. but, but there are, um, there were a lot of different talks with, uh, for, f- with a uh, different content for, for example, m- more cloud and more different technologies. Um, the, the previous Java one was special focused on Java development and maybe some JavaScript, JavaScripting, but, uh, they, they change it more and more to, to native cloud development which uh, what is, I can understand the concept and uh, uh, because Oracle uh, pushes the cloud native stuff, they want to push their, their cloud services and uh, so they they want to open their, their, their huge, huge conference uh, to several technologies Yeah, let's and, see,
0: we'll see whether it will work, right? Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, but um, I think the community—it was—it was was not good for the community. The community uh, prefers
0: um, a Java-only conference. This is my opinion. Yeah, this is also my opinion because um, I mean, the Java one was already loaded with Java content. Yeah. Now let's imagine we get Oracle Code, and let's imagine we have the same content in Java in ten. other languages, so yep. then y- you are not even able, you know, to to consume, let's say, ten percent mm-hmm. of the overall content. If you are if you are on site, then it is actually pointless to go into the conference because the only chance to see what's going on is, you know, to take vacations and listen nonstop YouTube all the talks to see yep. what's going on. So for me, it would be better, you know, multiple targeted conferences like Oracle. Or, or let's say Java one JavaScript one what they have yeah. go one, rust one or whatever and or you they could have you know like a top conference name Oracle code and then split it to different targeted conferences because I don't even know what I would do let's say um, I attended a lot of talks Java talks and let's say I would be interested in JavaScript or something else on top of that so uh, I don't even know where they were were where, where, where the talks. How, yeah. I know uh, this is like so I, I'm really curious how how it will work I, I and uh yeah let's see yeah, what I agree. yeah and and the next thing is w- what always happened at Java one I let I met lots of developers on Java one and I had a chat with them s- several times they were from large US companies and they were like corporate US developers who program you no know, large systems and I guess they won't come anymore. At least I didn't saw them again now at Oracle Code. And uh, because I think they got the tickets to go to Java 1 because of the Java and the 1. And uh, and now this is like Oracle Code becomes one another conference. So there is no more distinction between Oracle Code and the other conferences. This is just, it's a pity from Oracle because they had something yeah. which was unique and now they don't have it anymore.
1: Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we can we can uh, push the JCon conference. And yeah,
0: you are a salesman. Yeah, so already JCon one.
1: Then uh, it would be necessary to have all the the Java managers from Oracle to to come to the JCon conference.
0: Yes, and it should be in Bavarian Forest. No?
1: Yeah. Then, yeah. Then we have to move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank <laughs> but you. But then we have uh, problems
0: with infrastructure. <laughs> Where people can find you on the internet? Do you have links to your JetStream stuff? Sure. Uh, yeah. So, let's it's, go ahead. It's, yeah, it's Jetstream,
1: jetstreamdb.com. Yes. And uh,
0: Twitter account
1: or? Yeah, it's it's also uh, on Twitter uh, at uh, JetStreamDB.
0: And you? Are you all somewhere? Uh, yeah. Marcus Cat, Marcus Cat,
1: okay, on Twitter.
0: Yes, and, and if you it... have some interesting links regarding JetStream JPS JPA SQL or whatever you have, mm-hmm. yes, I will put them to show notes. So send me via email and yeah, sure. So, I wish all the best at uh, with JetStream. Really interesting Thank product. You. I will <laughs> review this one time and uh, see you at least at JCon. And I don't know whether they will attend the Oracle Code. I'm still not sure, but why not? Let's see. Uh, but JCon, at least at the JCon, right? In autumn. When is it? You know it already?
1: It's uh, in September uh, mm-hmm. 24 uh, to 26.
0: Okay. And so, it's
1: uh, won't be before Oracle Code 1 in San Francisco. Yeah, so uh,
0: very good. It, so if, if you would like to see the Java stuff come to JCon and yeah. Oracle Code, everything else. Right? <laughs> yeah, great. So thank, thank you, you very much. And bye.
1: Bye, Adam.